Welcome to On the Road with Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from the Idle Chatter family of podcasts. I invite you to jump in and join me. Along the way, we will get to know some real interesting people in their stories, be it farming or firing orders. These folks are passionate about growing things or making horsepower. Let's get this bad boy fired up and head off to Destinations Unknown. Welcome back to On The Road. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer. And it's been a while since we've done one of these episodes, sadly, and uh, just life seemed to get in the way. I was busy with the farm, and I like to do a, a cycle between a person who's passionate about cars and passionate about agriculture. And the last person I had on here was, uh, the, was Ron Learn from the Learn family out in Pennsylvania, and they've farmed that same property for almost 200 years. But today, we're not with a farm guy, we're with a car guy. And we're with a dear, 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 dear friend of mine, one of the, probably the, the dearest friend I have on earth. And uh, I'm very blessed to be at his shop today. So this is, this is real. I mean, his shop is, is working. There's cars and trucks going, going, on, uh, going by on the road in the background. The heating system is gonna kick on. So this is, this is as real as it gets. And you know that's what we're all about here. But since I started this inception of the On the Road podcast, I I always wanted to have this friend of mine on as a guest. And uh, just because life got in the way for both of us, so many things happened, is that I was never able to do it. But today is the day that that dream is coming true. And I'm what I'm. And who am I with? You may be wondering. Well, I am with Bob Ida of Ida Automotive. And if you have listened to my to this show in the past, that his son Rob Ida was uh, my actually first guest on the road. And Rob is Bob's son, and he's an accomplished, accomplished uh, just car, car builder. I call him a coach builder. But, you know, Rob's story starts with Bob. And... Uh, that's who we're going to have on the show today. And Bob has a wonderful, wonderful story, and he's an inspiration. He will be an inspiration to you and to anybody else that listens to this show because he started with humble roots, and he retained his humbleness through all of his successes in the automotive industry. And if you speak to anybody that's, that knows about drag racing, that knows that's back from the day with the, um, with the gassers, and if you don't know what that is, Bob will explain it as we get into the show. And then with, with when I say custom cars, I mean, in this shop, they have raw metal come in and the car comes out. It's not like they're putting a kit together. And uh, ro- road racing, land speed racing, drag racing, I mean, you name it. And, and Bob has accomplished it. So I am so anxious to get him to share with you his inspirational story. So Bob, welcome to On The Road. Hi Ray, thanks for stopping by uh, our humble shop and uh, it's always a pleasure to have you here. Oh, well, thank you so much. I love coming here. I even brought my wife here a couple of times, but uh, you know, when you come to this shop, it's, there's always so many things going on and you guys and, and you're so nonchalant about it. But uh, I, I never have left here. And, and, you know, before we started to record today, I, 
your Bob was bringing something up, but I need to back up a little bit myself and my audience because Bob says he remembers the day that he met me. And, and I had that wrong because I remember the day I met him, but, it was, but I had met him prior to the day I remember. So, so tell me. I don't remember anymore, Bob. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were at Raceway Park. Uh, I think it was the Summer National, so all the big vendors were there. Right. And uh, Mr. Gasket, uh, uh, XL, they had a booth, and uh, we had some cars. We were asked okay. to put some cars in the booth, so we put some cars in the booth, and then you happened to come by, and we got to talk, and then, and then the, uh, I remember that Was you, it the purple willies with the flames? Yeah, that, exactly right. The purple 33 willies yeah, with yeah. the flames. Yeah, so we had the Excel running uh, our homemade fuel injection on that, and we got to talking. And uh, you said that you wrote the, the book for the fuel injection. I said, oh, yeah, I got that book. <laughs> yeah, 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 so that's, how, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's one thing. Now that you brought that up, I vaguely, vaguely re remember that. It seems that the memory that I have in my mind is that uh, you were very friendly with Randy Fish from Popular Hot Rodding Magazine, which sadly is now defunct over so many years now, but um, Randy was a great guy, and I also contributed to, to, uh, to uh, popular hot rodding, and they were gonna do something akin to the Hot Rod Power Tour, and Randy invited invited me to come here, I remember you guys left from here to Connecticut, and that's why I met your wife, Joan, and met Rob, and met everybody there, but, but I think if you go back to that Raceway Park now, we have, so we, I'm blessed with audience in, in, in all around the world, and I'm just saying that humbly, but Raceway Park is in Englishtown, New Jersey, and that's where we are. We're actually in Morganville, New Jersey. Bob's shop is in Morganville, New Jersey, which is about what, five or six miles from where Raceway Park used to be? Yeah, that's about right, five or six miles. Five yeah. or six miles, mm -hmm. so it's in, uh, because I'm from northern New Jersey, I call it southern New Jersey, but you call it more central New Jersey, yeah, right? Yeah, we say yeah, central. But when you're up in the north, like me, every place is south, so they call it southern <laughs> New Jersey. So uh, so just for people who are listening in Europe or in, in, in Asia, or in, uh, that, they, that they know where, you know, what it, where we are. So I'm about 65 miles, 70 miles from my home farm, and they come down here, and that's where Bob's shop is. But, but you were telling me that that you brought me into the tower at that event, right? Oh uh, yeah, I remember. I said, "What if we go up in the tower and get something to eat for lunch?" And uh, and you said, uh, "I haven't been up the tower." I said, "Well, come on, let's go." And uh, yeah. so we went up there, and uh, Randy was up there. Okay, and, you know, and uh, we sat down, and uh, we were able to see uh, the racing continue on the uh, monitor, and we had some lunch. Yeah, well, that was wonderful. <laughs> and yeah, like I said, it's all coming. That's all coming together now. Uh, because that was the that was the the fancy tower at that particular point already, right? The, oh yeah, the yeah. newer tower. Because that was a new tower. Years ago, when I was a young with the sweets, right with the sweets. Years ago, when I was a young man, it was the old like a, like a wooden tower, it looked like something from a forest fire. <laughs> that I was up there because I, when I was in college, I worked for NHRA as a division in Division One. So I used to go up to that tower, but the new tower with the sweets. And I'll tell you one thing: if you're a drag racer, any type of motorsports guy. I mean, the summer nationals, the reason why they call them the summer nationals because it was hot and muggy in New Jersey in the summertime. Mm -hmm. and, they, and that tower was right over the track. So that was, you live in large. So you, 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 you brought me into, I mean, and they, so you're looking right over the track. It's air conditioned, beautiful seats, catered food. It wasn't track food, mm -hmm. catered food. So it was, uh, so it's, and uh, that was great. I, and I, I definitely, definitely remember that. But now that you brought it to me, but Bob, you know, over the years, so many times, 
you know, we would get together. We would, we would, um, for either a magazine story over the years, I, you helped me with, you know, produce so many magazine stories, being my photo model or whatever. We did so many stories on your dyno, right? On your uh, dyno jet. You were one of the first people in this area to have a chassis dyno, weren't you? Yeah, that's true. We had a, a big dyno. We, we had four, 448, it's called. So it was 48 inch drums. We have four of them. So we do all wheel drive. Drive. And it's 200 mile an hour. Uh, and, uh, I, I was the newest software. They tell me that uh, the horsepower is uh, not limited. Uh, so, uh, well, my race truck made eleven hundred to the wheels. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's it. So, uh, yeah, we we did a lot of stuff. You and yeah. I, uh, and I always remember saying, "Yeah, if you got an idea and you need to ask me, just uh, yeah. uh, understand that the word is going to be yes." We'll yeah, that's ready to do it. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. Uh, I remember the one guy. Remember, I took a picture and and and, uh, and Randy complained that your fingers were dirty. We put the, <laughs> so hey, the, the the life of my hands are always dirty. I know the life of a. Uh, of a photographer, magazine writer. I don't. You're working on an engine. The guy's hands are dirty. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. So who knows? But anyway, uh, but where I want to hope for you begin because you know Susan Moore, who is my web person and graphic artist and uh, art director. And Very she, talented person. Yes, and she then does my logos and she makes this from from whatever I create here and she makes it into a podcast and posts it. But um, but what happened is that. Uh, they have a little newsletter and the name of the company with her husband is More Good Inc. And a, a year or two ago, they asked me to write a story about your life, about the life of Bob Ida. And, um, and I you know, was lived a quarter mile at a time, right? Because you're a drag, you're a drag racer. So everything is a quarter of a mile, quarter mile at a time. And when I, I remember we sat down and you, you and even though I had known you at that particular point for probably close to 20 years, if not 20 years, I learned so much about you when you told me that story. So I'm, I, I ask you to please share that story of a young barbiter, a young boy growing up in Brooklyn, New York, even though we're in New Jersey right now, growing up in Brooklyn, New York. And I remember you telling me how you were walking on the street and as a young boy, about 15, 16 years old, how old were you? I think I was even younger than that when I seen the first uh, hot rod that uh, right, somebody so, bought locally. Is that what right? So, to? so yeah. we're going to go over there, okay. and that, and this is really foundationally how you all started. So please, so so let's relive that day for the audience. All right, relive that day that you get this, and and you're you're out in the streets, and we're we're in Brooklyn. Was we're this? in uh, Bay Ridge of Brooklyn, and uh, we lived on uh, 79th Street, and uh, and I believe between 10th and 11th and then between uh 10th and 9th there was uh, uh a young man there that just had purchased a hot rod from new jersey uh, from uh, california wow so i went up to see it I now did you know him or did you uh, i i knew him but i didn't know him that well that i didn't know that he got the car i heard it uh that you, he got the car you heard the rumor on the, the street rumor. yeah i was through the street so anyway i walked up there and i took a look at it and it was a, you know early early version of car of course what was it a ford it was a ford you know it was like a 32 ford or okay. something you know and uh so all of the work on it was very crude, and I remember as a young man, I looked at it, and I said, well, I could do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
so uh, that inspired me to uh, to find a car, and I did find a '34 Ford five window coupe, which I carried home one piece at a time. And oh, really? My, my it was great. Yeah, <laughs> it was already a part. So uh, anyway, I did create a hot run out of that. And so, so more or less, how old do you think you were when you saw that car? I was probably uh, maybe. 10, 11, oh, we 12. were that young. Yeah. I thought you were older. No, I, I got my first car, my 34 Ford five-window coupe when I was 14. Okay, so. So it was before that. Oh, so now now for the, for the audience, I'm just going to back up out of respect to them. Now, Brooklyn, that's an urban area, so it wasn't like you were out in the country. That's correct. There's a house right next to another house, next to another so house. Did you, so, so did your parents' house have a garage? Yes, it had a garage. It was detached from the... From it was the, detached. But usually back then they'd have the garage behind the house, right? It was behind the house. With yeah. a driveway. With a steep driveway. Oh, with a steep driveway. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. So now, so now you, so you saw this, this, this car and you said, I could do better than that, right? Yeah. You're 10, 11 years old. So at that particular point, I know it didn't happen overnight, but so then you start to look for a car or... or yeah, I looked for a car and I found it's 34 Ford 5-window coupe. And where was that? Uh, that was in Brooklyn. It was in Brooklyn? Yeah. Yeah. How far away? Uh, it wasn't very far away, a couple of neighborhoods away. Yeah, yeah. Now, was, did you know of the car, or how did you find out about it? No, I think it? Uh, probably just put the word out to my friends, and it okay. came back to me that there was a car there, and I went and I was able to make a deal with them. So let's, go, let's, let's talk about that deal. So, you, so now you may be, what, 12, 13, 14 years yeah, old? Yeah, I actually got it when I was 14. Okay, so, so you're a couple of years later. So now mm-hmm. as you walk over, so you find the car in some other street, right? Yep. Was the car sitting outside, or was it? Uh, no, it was inside. It had, in the garage? Somebody had taken it apart. It had no engine, no trans. So what, you knock on the door? Uh, I, I don't remember exactly. I remember being in the garage saying, yeah, I, I got to get this car. <laughs> and, and how old was the man? I, I know the perspective when you're 12, 13, 14 years old, everybody seems like they're old. But the, how old do you think the guy was who had the... I think he was probably in his 30s. Okay, so so you were a young kid, and he was much older than you. Yeah. And he's and and what happened? He took he bought it and took it apart, or he was gonna. Yeah, he probably took it apart and just didn't go any further with it. Lost interest in it. Decided and, to let it go. And he was gonna make it into a, a hot rod. I believe he was gonna make it into a hot rod. Okay. Although when I got it, it wasn't channeled. It was sitting real tall, real high. Okay. Had no hot rod parts on it at all. Okay. And. Uh, something to work with and I oh, what did I, you pay for it do you remember no I don't remember that but it couldn't have been much No, I was I saying, certainly right. didn't have much so what, what were you doing to make a living back then as a young kid actually I was uh, working on uh, some cars fixing up cars for neighborhood cars you know for a little bit of money here and there at 14 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I remember uh, mm, I can't tell you exactly how old I was but well, I was still at high school, and uh, the local racer guys used to come and wait for me, uh, like on a Friday night to get out of school, a uh, Friday, and then uh, I'd go home and tune up their cars. Cause oh, they really? Would, they would match race uh, the in the streets. Dra- the drag racing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. So they were like, uh, I used to set the valves and you know, put the plugs at the you know, time. And, so they must yeah. have been like at least 10 years older than you, if not more, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was two guys are very faithful, always there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of taking a bus home, uh, I rode home with them. Oh, they would pick you up. They picked me so up. They're so not that they were so benevolent, but they felt that they'd get you there so you could work on the car. Yeah, exactly. Now, what did your parents think about all of this? Uh, was I your did. dad into cars? I know. Well, my, my father was an original Tucker dealer. Oh, wow, that's he, right. And yeah. in, in the 47, 48, he got a dealership. And uh, you probably know the story of the Tucker. You know, we waited to get cars. Um, he did get a display car. 
he did take some orders, but they never really came through with, uh, you know, other cars uh, that he could sell. So he wound up giving back all of the uh, deposits. Uh, yeah. He was a very honorable man. And, uh, you know, I, and uh, uh, Preston Tucker was accused uh, at that time of uh, stock fraud, okay. which he was found innocent. And But it, it wrecked his life. It, you know, he just it took the passion out of him. Yeah. And uh, my father lost pretty much everything. And it was with your uncles too, right? It was an Ida Brothers yeah, Tucker? Yeah, Ida Brothers, right. In Yonkers, New York. Yeah. The yeah. dealership that was available was in Yonkers. And it, it's pretty cool because uh, uh, AACA Museum in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And what does that stand for? Uh, it's like an antique car club? Yeah, it's... Uh, I know what it is, but it's just not coming to my head. Okay. I'll think of it in a minute. Yeah, that's fine. But anyway, uh, they... They have the largest uh, Tucker uh, display, I think, in the world. Wow. Yeah, and a lot of stuff came from... Uh, uh, Your dad's place. Well, actually, some of the photographs of my father's dealership, uh, they used to replicate a, a dealership uh, that's kind of... In the museum. In, yeah, the, in the museum, yeah. Right, a mock dealership. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. Uh, if you walk in there, there's a big poster of all the dealers and my father's right there. Right oh, right. I remember seeing yeah. that picture. Yeah, that big like, picture. A, like a dealer meeting. Exactly. And I think he at was turning Waldorf. around, yeah. right, turning around looking at the camera, right? Yeah, they sat in the back, but they took the picture from the back so they had right. all the dealers turn around, around right so they here. could get the stage, too. Right, and right. And he was right there, him and my uncle. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, there was a friend of ours, uh, uh, Chick G. Lorenzo. His father was also a dealer. Okay. So he, uh, he had a Tucker. It was used in a movie. And... Uh, and he had a lot of memorabilia, so he kept inviting me to bring my father up. So uh, my father was up from Florida. We had Sunday dinner, and I said, let's go look. Uh, let me call Chick and see if we can go up there. So, uh, yeah, I called Chick. He said, yeah, come on, I'll bring him up. So my father got to sit in the tucker. He oh, was wow. amazed, yeah. So Chick says, come on downstairs, and I'll show you my memorabilia. So we're on the way downstairs uh, to the basement. Uh, to the right, my father looks up and sees that photograph. And With him says, he goes, "That's me." Yeah, yeah, young, <laughs> as a young man. Uh, yeah. So, wow. uh, so that was that was good. I'll never forget that it was a great experience. <laughs> that stuff in the memory bank, and I always, uh, you've heard me say a million times, is a. Uh, uh, there's two types of bank one you put money in one you put memories in and memories are much more important <laughs> yeah I use that many many times on this show and, mm-hmm. and my other podcasts and oh that's good now I and I know that you also one of your claim to fame so we're going to get back to Brooklyn though that you fell asleep a couple of times as a young boy right on the parcel shelf of a Tucker yeah not many I, people could say that I know but I, I was probably only four years old but yet I guess because it was uh, a big event family event yeah, right. that I could remember and I, well, either that or remember my father telling me all the time that, yeah, yeah. that I took a nap on the package shelf of yeah. the Tucker, you know. It probably was the Tin Goose, you know. Really? Yeah, which I got to make some axles for it uh, a few years back. Wow. Uh, so we could get out to uh, Pebble Beach. So uh, anyway, uh, it, 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 it's good. I, I think my father would be very proud for uh, the work that Rob's doing on you know, on restoration of the Tuckers. And my father would just fall over if he knew we yeah. had, you know, original Tuckers in yeah. our shop. Yeah. You know, he would, you know. So yeah. hopefully he's looking down and uh, getting uh, some satisfaction. Getting a out. smile on his face yeah. all those years later. But now let's just go back to Brooklyn. So now you make this deal for this 34 Ford from the guy who took it all apart, right? Mm-hmm. It, did, it didn't have an engine, you said, right? Right. Didn't have an engine. But as soon as you saw this thing, you said, I got to get it, right? Yeah, I did. Did it have paint on it? Uh, it had the original paint. What yeah. color was it? It was black. 
black, okay. Yeah. So now you make the deal with them, you pay them, right? Yeah. You pay them. And um, I took you off track. What were you doing to make, oh, you were working on people's cars to yeah, make a couple of dollars. exactly. You know, right. tune-ups and stuff, right. you know. All right, so now you did that, you pay them, all right? And that's probably like a, that, uh, back at that day, that was a defining, that moment actually defined who you later became. Yeah, that was uh, something that I focused on. And I don't know if I actually told my mother that I was bought this car yet. Oh, but when okay. I started bringing home the fenders one at a time, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she got the idea. So anyway, I took over the whole garage, and uh, I, uh, I worked uh, out of that garage. So you, so did your friends help you carry the parts home? Uh, I imagine they did it, but I, I, I imagine they did. I, somehow I did it. I don't know how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. You're young, you're young and there's no, uh, there's no, there's, no, there's nothing. Nobody was, did it to tell you you couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. It was a, <laughs> bringing, bringing them home and putting it. But, you know, I mean, so many times in life, and, and oh, sincerely, I hope that, you know, somebody that's listening to this show, and here's the story of, of Bob Ida, and that would be just like, there'll be a moment for them. Just like when you saw that, that car from California that's hot rod. And back then, hot rods were really not on the East Coast. That was a West yeah, Coast thing. Exactly. That was, that was a West Coast deal. I mean, yeah, that right. was the post-World War II era. And mm -hmm. there was, I mean, there was some stuff here, but it, that, that really wasn't the, uh, the hotbed here. It was This was uh, this was the afterthought area. Yeah, right. This came later. <laughs> yeah, so, so now you're building this car. And going, what did your dad say about that car? Well... My mother didn't want me to race, okay? Well, so, when you so, brought the car home in pieces, what did he say he about it? He didn't say a thing, nothing. He didn't keep his car in the garage then, obviously. Nobody kept that. I took over the garage. Oh, you took over the garage. <laughs> so there's parts all over the place, yeah, right? Yes. All right, so there's parts all over the place. You probably have them all over the garage. How long do you think it took you to get all the parts on? Uh, it seemed like I was pretty anxious to do it. So uh, I had uh, I, I had you know friends that were interested in cars, so yeah, yeah. I'm sure... Uh, I, I pulled on them to help yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. remember all the details yeah. of that. But, but, but when you like that, you're a young guy, you're yeah. friends with it. Yeah. It's, this is exciting. This is exciting. This, this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, this is this exciting. Bobby's got a car. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. You know, that had no paint, was all busted up, no more. That was irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was irrelevant. So now you start to, so now you have to start to plan out this car, right? Well, I kind of didn't really have a plan because I really didn't have a finances to have a plan yeah, yeah, so I yeah. kind of just winged it you know your plan was wherever it went <laughs> wherever it went exactly yeah 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 exactly so, so then you put how long did it take you to make it into a into a what we would call a roller right no engine no transistor would roll around uh well I'd say it was a roller when I got it okay but I channeled it after that so it's probably spent a year to channel it and uh and then I you know was still working on other people's cars saving money right, right. and uh, in 1962 uh, I ordered from Benson Chevrolet in, in Brooklyn, New York uh, a crate motor a crate? wow yeah they had crate motors they there. had back then yeah it was $752 wow what, what, what was it? 409 wow you could buy 409 horsepower 409 cubic so that was the two four barrels the two fours yeah, and it came with the carburetors? Uh, I don't remember I think I had to buy the carburetors but it had the intake manifold I had the intake and it wow. had, a, I don't know if it had a clutch then or not. Uh, I don't remember, but $752. I remember that because it took yeah. a long time to save Same that money. Side. So you <laughs> went over there. Now, now, how far was that dealership from, from your house? Oh, probably uh, the way the crow flies. I don't know, maybe five miles. 
It wasn't for. Now you don't have a license. No. How'd you get there? I leaned on friends and I had a license. Oh, you let a couple, a couple older guys. <laughs> yeah. You'd ride your bicycle there. No, I don't think so. So now when you let's go back, that's you walk it. So now, so what are you? Maybe sixteen years old now. Because uh, you're fourteen, yeah, and you got the car. Fourteen, yeah, probably around that. No, fifteen, it, sixteen years yeah, old. Yeah, I probably could figure it out, but yeah, I, whatever. Fifteen, sixteen doesn't make it. any difference, right? Yeah. So now you're fifteen or sixteen years old. And you walk into Benson Chevrolet, yeah. to the parts department. Right, exactly. Now, how did you know that they were selling a four hundred nine crate motor from the magazines? Well, I had bought other stuff uh, from that uh, that parts guy. And, okay, and uh, he was uh, he was he kind of like took you under a, his a, wing. Yeah, exactly. So we had mutual ex ex uh, respect for each other. So I told him what I wanted, and he came up with it. And, you know, oh, okay, I, I because, could get it. So you had a relationship with him because usually yeah. a sixteen-year-old kid walks in and says, "I want to buy a crate 409. Yeah. Even back then, they would look at you like, "Get out of here, kid! Get back <laughs> on your bicycle." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't you have a paper route you got to deliver or something? Yeah. So. Well, he was uh, he was really good, and I got to say, while I was building that car, you know, uh, my dad worked every day so it wasn't around every day but I'd get home from school and I'd work on that car and there was things that I didn't know how to do or whatever and I used to walk down to the corner gas station and I would ask them what kind of gas station was it, it you remember uh, I don't remember what kind of I remember I could spot the building in yeah, my yeah, mind yeah, yeah, yeah. but I can't remember what was the it brand. two bay two bay probably two bay because yeah. they weren't big back then no they weren't big yeah, yeah, and, uh, and the guy helped you out. Oh yeah, he always told me exactly how to do something, and I went home and and did it. And and if I had to ask him again the next day, you yeah. know, uh, he would always take. Never his said time. no. That's correct. Never said and no. you and you followed through with that same thing. I just as an aside, break your way with that mentorship. I know through your shop here with your son is that you always have young people coming in here to work to mentor, and you I think weren't you involved for a short while with the. Uh, with the 4-H or something with a program? Yeah, yeah, we did have the 4-H come in, uh, and uh, you know, we showed them what we do. Right, you know, whether, just expose yeah, them to it. Yeah, that's it. Just and, expose them to it. And you know, whether they thought it was interesting or not, I don't. Well, know. that's <laughs> personal. That's yeah, yeah, that's personal opinion. But, but you had the you had the passion. Now you said you channeled that car. So how did what what you had no tools? You had no anything. How did you do this? Well, I. I, I we probably had the first stick welder around. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't know even how it worked. And I used to use that to cut metal and everything you else. You always <laughs> use like a plasma cutter. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you could use a stick well, welder. You, you to cut. just get it really hot and just, uh, just the metal just falls away. Oh, okay. So you, you actually burn it off. <laughs> yeah, burn it off. You have a big quarter inch gap, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, it's uh, one thing my father always said. He says, we don't have a lot of tools, so you have to use the tools we have. <laughs> right, right, right. So now that stick welder, did you buy that new? Yeah, we bought that new. So you and your dad bought that? Yeah, my, my father paid for it, yeah. Okay, where'd you get it, Sears? I don't know where it came from. Uh, yeah. But somehow... They're a little bit frightening in the beginning, right? Well, like ambush oh, we, we, we didn't know the street just take yeah. But I have another story that's a much later on when they came out with the MIG weld. Yeah, yeah. So I heard about a MIG weld. What's a MIG weld? You know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We got a MIG welder. Uh, Is it I, still in Brooklyn as a kid? Uh, no, this actually was out here. Okay. So when a MIG welder... Uh, came out. Came out. Uh... I had a, uh, we said, oh, we want a demo on a middle, middle. Well, yeah, yeah. so a, a guy came over and everything. Probably like from Snap on or somebody. Yeah, so anyway, uh, we set it up, and he says, you got a hot water pipe? Uh, and I said, no, no, why? He wanted to put the ground on a hot, on water. A hot water pipe. Oh, brother. Instead of the, the, oh, the brother. metal. Yeah, yeah, so he knew nothing he about know, it. He, he, know, yeah, yeah, he yeah. knew nothing about but, it. Yeah, yeah. so uh, we were like, you know. 
I guess pioneers with the TIG welder, yeah, with yes, the MIG welder. Yeah, but now when you let's go back to that stick welder, right? With that stick welder, so you got that stick welder, you and your dad. So was your dad with you the first time you guys plugged that thing in? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so he was he was privy to this also. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So so he had some skin in the game. Yeah. 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 The only thing is, uh, I don't know. I guess I must have been talking a lot about racing. My, my mother was so worried about racing. So my father would never really come forward with, with the help. Right. But I remember when I built my gas, it is a bunch later. Right. So I'm kind of jumping ahead, yeah, but you can fine, take yeah. me back. But anyway, I built it uh, as uh, Willie's gas with a supercharged 409, which were, I originally had bought for the 34 Ford. Oh, so it was the same motor from Benz and Chevrolet. It, yeah, exactly. The 750, what was it? $752. $752 <laughs> motor. I'll probably take a couple of them right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I would too. So anyway, uh, I, uh, I, I was building out Willie's to go ahead and race it. And my father was, uh, we had that gas a gas station there and he was building trailers he, he wanted to be like a u-haul oh your father had a gas station yeah but that was already in jersey right uh, no that was in brooklyn in brooklyn okay yeah, so i'm sorry i'm going back okay and forth. oh so so he oh so i didn't know that he wanted to build trailers yeah he had built these trailers and we used to hook them up on people used to rent them on saturdays oh, mostly wow. and hook them up you know so if you ever look at my my uh my willies uh it says a and b trailer right right, that, right. that's why so who was a and b <laughs> that was my father so who was the A and the B? I don't know. He just thought it'd be one of the first in the phone book back right, then. Exactly. So he it'd be A A A A A trailer repairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should see that years ago in the phone book. Now people do Google, so yeah. they lost all of that. I yeah. know, I know. It was wonderful, you know. Yeah, it was. It was a A A A Apex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what he was thinking. So anyway, uh, he's building this this car trailer, right? And out of all iron and all that so my willies was just about ready to go to the track and i said dad can i borrow that trailer he said sure i now i know that he built that trailer for me but oh, he couldn't say, say he couldn't say to your mom because you get in trouble with exactly mom. exactly so i i used that trailer it was it was a big heavy thing but uh, i used that trailer to tell my car to race good track so now let's go back a little bit i'm gonna pull you back because you're leaving out the part of the story so you built this, you got the 409, you decided to put the 409 in the car, right? Mm -hmm. And did you have a name for that car or anything? Which car are we talking the about? First the first one. The, the, uh, the, the 34 Ford? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think I knew yeah, Back then you didn't name it, yeah. yeah. So, right, so you put the 409, what trans was in it? Actually a four-speed uh, uh, Chevy Trans. Chevy yeah, Trans, yeah, okay. months, Like a Muncie type. All right, I so forgot, no, what were they before Muncie? Was it they were, Borgwater? Uh, Borgwater's over the, uh, what were they? I forgot what the other. It was another Saginaw. Was it Saginaw? I think they came later. Okay, I don't yeah. know. I, I I don't remember. Might have, well, you know what All I'm right, talking so about. So you put so you put it in there. You now, do you remember the first time you fired it up? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you open headers on it? Did you? Uh, yeah, it made a lot of noise. Made a lot and of nobody noise. liked it. Nobody liked it. Your mother <laughs> come running out of the house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, so now you fired it up. So maybe you're still what 14, 15, 16 years old. Yeah. Do you have a license? No, I didn't have a license till uh, till I was eighteen. Okay, yeah. so now you got this. So now, if you're anything, you're a hot rodder. All right, I'm the hot rodder, the hot rod farmer. You're not going to be able to have a four hundred nine in a car you just built that's able to move under its own power. The idea that you don't have a license is only a tiny, <laughs> tiny bit of an obstacle to people like us 
yeah. at my audience. Yeah, that's true. So what happened? You took it out in the street? Well, no, actually, I, uh, I decided that I was going to uh, race it. Oh, so the first, so it's Virgin. Yeah, because I had no license. I had it wasn't registered. You didn't drive no it around the block or anything. I don't think so. All right, so so the first. I was probably afraid they would take it away from me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so the, so so it's it's maiden voyage was actually a race. Yeah, we we towed it to a, a, an eighth mile track, which was Roosevelt. Uh, it was in. I believe Queens, New York. Uh, it was a horse race track. Okay. And uh, somehow some group got uh, access to the parking lot, which okay. we were able to make an eighth mile out of it. And uh, that's probably the first time I was able to go through the gears. <laughs> so basically, in essence, you had some friends and you flat towed it, right? Yeah, flat. What did what you tow? Would you remember? Uh, hmm. No, I don't. Yeah. I'd have to think about that one. And who was the friend who had the car to flat tow it? Uh, well, my one of my best friends and he didn't have a license either remember that okay, that, that chip. was chip, chip i knew chip yeah chip and yeah dancing bear the dancing bear yeah. yeah so we would work on each other's cars you know he had a flathead before he had the corvette okay so uh, uh 46 to 48 ford so i remember doing head gaskets on that yeah. and with him uh, when you were kids when we were kids yeah we didn't so how far know. away did chip live from you i he uh like uh did, did you go to high school together? No, we didn't go to high school together. I don't know, maybe 10 blocks away. Okay, not too far away. Yeah. But well, in, the, in the city, in an urban area, like that 10 blocks is like 100 miles. Uh, yeah. It's all different families, different yeah. Oh, people. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like you're in a different town. Exactly. And it's exactly. not like a small town in yeah. USA with 10 blocks is nothing. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. So uh, and, and one thing that I do remember, we, do, we did have, uh, because of the cars, we had uh, friends that were older. Okay. We, and we did hitch rides with them yeah yeah so uh, i i am starting to come back to me a little bit of the, the different people yeah. uh, that we uh, but uh, anyway chip and i so we we did head gaskets on now were car. you both the same age was he older or he's, young? he's older by a year okay so close yeah. enough yeah you're both kids yeah yeah so yeah. uh we do head gaskets on his car and uh, so he says all right what do we need to do on your car yeah, you yeah. know my 34 ford i said well, i need a push bar yeah so uh he says okay we'll go get, get your push bar so he takes a pipe cutter and he <laughs> goes out and he cuts his pipe down where did he get the pipe from oh you're gonna ask me that huh yeah yeah <laughs> it was a stop sign hey stop sign <laughs> yeah. the new york city stop sign yeah so he yeah. took a pipe he took the took the stop yeah yeah and then we made a push bar my 34. And then the city is still probably trying to figure out where that stop sign came, <laughs> went, right? How did, you, how did you bend it? You just weld it. We just cut it in, in pieces, made a T out of it. Made a T out of it, yeah. pushed it that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So were you with him when he cut the stop sign then? Yeah, I probably was. <laughs> right, this is full. You know, I think, I think you know, that all timed out. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, don't have to worry yeah, about, yeah. about the mayor of New York coming after you today. <laughs> yeah. For that stop sign, yeah. Do you yeah. remember what street corner they took it off of? I was, I think, on, on where the block that he lived on, <laughs> he 68th Street. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. He took yeah. it right in the corner there. Yeah, yeah. All right, so at least I went to good. So you put a push bar on it, right? Yeah, and but it got that made it even closer to getting to the track. You know? To the track, yeah. Yeah. So I originally was built a, was building that car as a street car, right? But. I, I, you couldn't drive. I legally. couldn't drive it. So yeah. <laughs> the next thing was a race car. I figured out. I, I, it became a race car by default. Yeah, that's right. By default. Yeah. yeah. So that. So now. Now, Chip. Now you. You had mentioned. I just want to bring the audience up to speed, because they're not privy to this. But uh, I had known Chip and Sadly. He passed away what a year or two ago. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a real, 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 real nice guy. Yes. So, salt of the earth guy. Yeah. Salt of the earth guy. I knew him through you, but I, but he, he like you, he stayed, even he though st- he went and he stayed and was a very active in drag racing right. and what competition eliminator. Uh, yeah, comp. comp. And he had a Corvette, I think it was, what, 63, 64, it was a Stingray. Yeah, the first one he had was 56 Yeah, but the one later on. That, later on, yeah. I mean, because, uh, yeah, and the thing is that, and he was a big guy. Yeah. He was a, I mean, big big in stature. Yes. A big a big man, a sweetheart. Yeah, oh, but, yeah. But a sweetheart, and, uh, but I remember as a young man, long before I knew you, because there's an age difference between us, long before I knew you, the first time I went to Raceway Park, for the summer that's not when I met you when I was a young kid my buddy Glenn Nadell and I went down there I think it was the 79 summer nationals and I explicitly remember seeing Chip's car go down the track because he had a bear painted on that's it right? right and it was called the dancing bear right how did he get that name I don't know I don't know how he got that name yeah but someone when Bobby said you know the dancing bear so you could i think even if you do an internet search day and do dancing bear corvette dancing bear drag racer that you'll see you'll see you'll come up and see pictures yeah. pictures of his car and, and and you guys stayed friends up until the day he went to the lord yes yeah. you know the day he went to the lord yeah the the, the corvette uh the stingray style corvette yeah, right. i remember uh he brought it to my shop and he says i can we make the nose come off this car? Said, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so there it, was yeah. a certain way to grab these fiberglass panels and pop them off without wrecking them. You know? Yeah, 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 and yeah. I just had like the technique, and I right. popped them off. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we made a, a lift off nose, well, no, which made it so much easier to work. Yeah, because instead yeah. of hanging over the fenders, you could, you know, get right up to the engine. So, so let's go. Let's go back now. So you got Chip went. Chip went and cut down the stop side. Mm-hmm. You guys made you used the you used the, the stick welder, right? Mm-hmm. Made a push bar, mm-hmm. so now you're closer get to closer to getting to what Bel- what was it Belmont track? Is it? it was uh, Roosevelt. Roosevelt track. So now the day comes that you're going to go there, but you need somebody to tow the car there, right? Mm-hmm. And did Chip tow it? Even though we didn't. No, have I don't think uh, Chip towed it. I, I don't think we. Neither one of us had a license yet. That didn't seem to be much of an obstacle. But. Uh, not at the dragster, but that's one thing they didn't ask for. They didn't. <laughs> that was good. So now you get to the drag strip, so somebody else took you there. So then this is actually just a parking lot. This is not a sanctioned drag. That's right. It, I, I don't know. Did they have a flag girl, or how did they start it? Uh, you know, I don't remember. Yeah, it was eighth mile. Yeah, it was eighth mile. Which wasn't yeah. big back in the East Coast here. No. Everybody ran down south, they run a lot of eighth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they have it was eighth probably because of the parking lot. Yeah, because of the area yeah. just wasn't enough. So, area. so now, so you get into the, you see, so get into this this racing thing. That really, this is the first time that you've driven that car. Yeah. All right. So, so that you. So now I you probably drove it around the pits a little bit, right? Right to get a feel of it. Yeah. yeah. All right, a four-speed car. Four-speed, right? Right. So now you go, you pull up to this whatever starting line they had. Do you remember what kind of car you raced? No. Do you remember whether but, you won or lost? Well, a funny thing is that a friend of ours uh, from SNS Speed Shop, which we used to buy our parts from, uh, where were they located? In Queens. Queens, New York, yeah. in New York City. Yeah, so we used to deal with John, who's passed away, and now John, his son, runs it. Oh, it's still in business. Yeah, so he sent me, he, he found a, uh, a flyer Okay. Uh, from that track, and yeah. it had my name on it. Oh, wow. It so that we, f- we won a altered, that's the only yeah, yeah, thing yeah. that I have. <laughs> yeah, and that was from your first event, huh? 
Oh yeah, probably. I don't know if it was the exact right, right first time we went there, but yeah. But yeah. then did you get? You, you must have gotten hooked on that first time. Yeah, I I did. I really uh, I liked it. You liked it. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, so now, uh, shortly thereafter, you get a license, right? Yeah. So now, when you got the license, what happened with this car? Did you street race it? Well, I took the car apart because oh, you took the car apart. because I want to put a supercharger on it. Oh, okay. So uh, I took apart my mother's garage and I took the engine out. So you're about car. you're about eighteen now. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, probably, yeah. Okay, so it was the 409. The 409, I took it out of the car, and I, and I left it in the garage on, a, on an angle. Okay. And do you know that it froze and cracked? Cracked really? the block, yeah. Really? Yeah. So that led me to needing a new block. Okay. So I said, okay, if I need a new block, the truck block uh, has a relief in it that lowers the compression. Okay. So that, that's a plus. Because the 409 was a uh, uh, crazy looking head design and right it was a, basically it's a flat head, head right. and the combustion chamber was in a, a piston almost like a diesel yes exactly yeah so uh anyway um i uh i buy a block okay and buy a truck block because it had extra relief in it which, yeah. which lowered the compression you got it from benson chevrolet yeah so uh anyway i uh i used to work at that point i worked right around the corner from jack merkel and Lafrez Ford, and, uh, and that was Jack Merkel at Racing Engines. Yeah, Jack Merkel, and uh, but he didn't Vinny. have the Racing Engine shop then. Yes, he did. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and uh, right next to him was a Vinnie Tarantola who had the uh, the Hydro Stick. Oh, okay. So, uh, so they're all from Brooklyn. Yeah, I think that was Queens. Oh, that was Queens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, right over the border. Yeah, exactly. For, for just I'm going to interrupt you for a second for the audience out of respect to them, is that New York City is made up of five boroughs. They call them boroughs. So there was Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, the Bronx, and then what was the other one? Well, four boroughs. Was it four or five? I, I, I don't remember. It was Queens or oh, Manhattan. Yeah, I guess. Manhattan was the fifth borough. So the thing is that so that was all within the, the territory of New York City. New York City, right. Right, but there was so so but it was it's unique because there's five different what they would call boroughs. I don't know if there's any place else in the country or the world had something like that. So it would be like five different townships. All right, but they were all under the guise of New York City. So it was one police department, it was one fire department. I mean, obviously, they had many locations. Of course, it was big. So when Bob says it was in Queens, it was arguably, let's say, the next town over within New York City. Exactly. From Brooklyn, uh, the next town over was Queens. So anyway, we, we were just probably just out of Brooklyn. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Jack and Vinny Tarantola were a lot older than I was at the time, but they were really nice people. Yeah. So uh, I, I said, Jack, I want to put a, uh, a supercharger on my 409. I said, can you get me a set of blower pistons? So uh, he checked around a few days later. Uh, you know, I stopped back in, and he said, "You know, nobody makes anything for that." He said, you, he said "Bring in one of your old pistons." So yeah. I did, and they were forged. They were good pistons. Wow, well, that was right from GM. Yeah, and they had a very big dome on it. It was a very heavy oh, piston. So you could cut a lot of material. Yeah, out of it. he says, "Well, why don't you cut them down?" I said, "Okay." So I, I took them and uh, I gave them to my friend who had a lathe, and I told him take whatever X amount off each one. <laughs> so you did all the math. I guess so. I, uh, so anyway, uh, he was just a machinist. He did what I said, cut them down. Wow. And it made them lighter. And you're about 18. Yeah. So it made them lighter. And then uh, tried to get a manifold. For okay. It. And they only made a 348 manifold. They right. didn't make a 409 And that manifold. was a different deck height, wasn't it? 
348, I remember the only thing that I had to modify were the ports. Okay. So uh, anyway, I, I did that modification to get the 409 on, uh, the 671 on there. Yeah. So we didn't have any money, right? so we went to a, a junkyard that had buses in it, the okay. city buses. And I went through a bunch of them and I found a supercharger uh, that, I, that was a donor. Yeah, yeah. And I took it home and uh, cleaned it up and, uh, you know, uh, hard anodized the case, which made the inside of the case smaller. How'd you do that? I, I cleaned it up and I sent it to, to a place that okay. hard anodized the case. So it added about two or three thousand to the inside of the case, which tightened the clearances. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, went ahead of time to rotors and that sort of thing. And that was my racing supercharger. Now, was it a 671? <laughs> it was a 671, yeah. Yeah, now I'm going to back up because I would, because we have audience, like I say, I keep repeating it, of all different ages and different backgrounds, is that years ago, they used to call they used to call those GMC blowers because they were on, right. on Detroit diesels, GMC exactly. diesels. That's right. And that eventually morphed into what the drag racers have been using for 40 years, but now there's companies that make them specific. That's right. And then when you'd say a 671, that meant it had the capacity to fill 671 cubic inch cylinders. That's right. Each cylinder was 71 cubic because inches. Because the Detroit diesels back then were modular motors. Mm-hmm modular in the sense that they so it's if you had an 871 there would be 870 then they eventually went up to a 1271 mm-hmm. but back then the city buses so that's why if someone to, that's why saying you went to a junkyard and the early drag racers would be scourging the junkyards like this for to get parts off of a diesel to convert it to to make uh, into a drag race engine that's correct. as far as the blower was concerned but i also want to emphasize to the audience and if you it's 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 if i don't want to say if you're paying attention but i'm not implying that whatsoever but if you notice what's really unique about bob and his background and his friends chip being one of them and then your cousin right your cousin Vinny. my cousin Vinny, yeah. he was partners in crime with all those two wasn't he oh yeah he was, he was uh eight years younger than me oh, so, he, he, yeah so he was so uh, he really looked up to you oh i i guess i don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway he'd get home from school and he'd get on the bus and take the bus right to the to uh our, our gas station where we were working on the, on the race cars yeah, yeah, yeah and he'd pitch right in and uh uh, he was uh, a so it's not a salt of the earth guy that you yeah. lost. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one thing about him, he was my crew chief, and he was only fourteen at the oh, time. Even <laughs> he worked chief, right? <laughs> yeah, I worked chief. Yeah. Well, I had to do his feet him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that brings me back to something. Well, my father used to say, "Well, you know, you want to do this, you got to do it with the tools we got." Right. So anyway, we had a tire machine. So we were building a hydro stick, you know, for the for the willies. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one, now explain to the younger people what the hydro stick was. The hydro stick was a, a four-speed automatic transmission that, that they would put in the trucks and the Oldsmobiles and the yeah, Cadillacs yeah. and stuff like that. It was very durable. It was so durable they used it in the Army tanks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So where I would go would be the Army Navy store in, uh, uh, it'll come to me, uh, it was in Manhattan. Oh, in the city? Yeah. 
So it was Army, Navy store, and they had all the stuff from World War II. Your surplus. Surp, Army surplus, yeah. Brand Canal, new in a Canal Street, that's yeah, where it was. Covered with cosmoline. Yeah. So anyway, I would buy the clutches for the transmission from, okay. from there and whatever. For 10 cents on a dollar. Yeah, exactly. If even 10 cents on a dollar. So when it came time to uh, to take the clutch pack apart, yeah. you had to compress the spring to get the snap ring out. Yeah. So... Uh, I had to tell my father, I said, we need a, I, I got to get a, uh, some, Press. A, some kind of machine. He says, we'll use the tire machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we, we spin it on, the show works perfect. Really? Right? Yeah, so I remember one time when I had this conversation with Vinny, he says, he always thought that was a transmission machine. Because <laughs> 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 that's all we ever we used it for. You know, today, ties. Yeah. But, you know, so I, and, and I want to bring to light, as I start to you know, go say, is that, you know, keep in mind that Bob and his, you know, and his friend, uh, Chip and his cousin, 14 years old, they're doing this on the God-given talents that they have. This was no technical school. Mm -mm. There was no anything. It was an old-fashioned American ingenuity that won World War II, that built this country, and there's no formal, you had no formal education in this. No. No trade school. No. He's 14 years old, 15 years old, 18 years old. He's now deciding to want to put a blower on it. He, you had to somehow learn about about anodizing and you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. and what have you. And then you had to learn how to. You even gave a dimension. Uh, right, uh, you had to learn how to read a micrometer, and, and do all of this. But I want to emphasize that all of this was done by Bob and his friends. With no education, when I say no education, no formal training. There wasn't an apprenticeship program. They were kids, young kids, that had a passion. Correct. A passion. And if they didn't know how to do it, they figured out how to do it. They People would steer them and, hey, kid, let me show you how to use the micrometer. And they go home and measure something. And they found out they screwed it up and they measured it wrong. And that's why it didn't fit. And then, but you know, that's really what the amazing story and the inspiration is, is that so many people today think that they need to have all of this. You had no pedigree, you had nothing. You had a tire machine and you figured out how to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and you had, you, well, we gotta measure something. Well, we better figure out how to, how to, how to read a ruler, right? <laughs> yeah. There was no, you know, there was no, no trade school background or, but you worked for five years on, as a mentor, and you went, and the, and it seems that the people that you dealt with, which, which on their own became household words within names within the drag racing community, the Merkels, mm -hmm. you know, what I'm saying what have you, is that they saw that passion in you and your friends. Mm. Yeah, maybe that was it because a lot of them were older, but yet they, they always, never said no. That's right. They always told you how to do it, answered your question. You know, we get that. Get out of here, yeah, kid. No, yeah, none of that. Yeah, and uh, one thing on the East Coast, there wasn't many sub supporting shops, no. so you had to figure out how to do it. Right, yourself. if you wanted to do it, you had to figure it out. Yeah, you were like a pioneer. Uh, on this, yeah, on this, you were like a yeah. you were like a pioneer as far as hot rodding was concerned. Yeah, and then so you eventually did that, and then you ended up building the gasser, right? Mm -hmm. A Willie's gasser, mm -hmm. and then the Austin Healy. Mm -hmm. But let's stop there, all right, because a key component of the story of Bob Ida is with a girl that you saw. Didn't you see her walking down the street or something? You're riding in a convertible. Well, didn't Chip have something to do with that? Or? Yeah, yeah well, one of my friends knew her girlfriend, and uh, we, were, we were driving and we were driving a 55 Cadillac. I think it belonged to my brother, maybe, convertible, yeah. uh, which... Uh, 
I eventually bought off him because I had a 55 Chevy and I used to street race. And uh, anyway, I lost my license. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was street race. Oh, you lost your license. It always has to be a lose yeah, the license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a rite of passage in this community. <laughs> you either have to lose your license or be in front of the judge so many yeah, times yeah. that he knows your, he knows your birthday. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, I uh, bought that car because instead of driving my 55 Chevy that all the police knew, right. I drove this Cadillac convertible yeah. without a license. So anyway, we were riding along and, uh, and with two of my friends. and uh, In Brooklyn. In yeah. Brooklyn, yeah. And we stopped and, uh, and um, we offered these girls a ride. And we they were went, walking down the street? Yeah, they were just walking and... Uh, you have the top down on the convertible? No, the top was up. Okay, top was and, up. Okay. Yeah, and there's another part of that story. I know so, with the leash. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I I, went, I wrote I drove my I raced my thirty four Ford at what West Hampton. Okay, out in Long Island. Then. Long Island. That's right. about sixty seventy miles away, right? Yeah, it was a pretty good ride. So I raced it out there, and it had a, it was a Thanksgiving uh, race. Yeah, and uh, and the winner of the uh, of the class got a chance to chase around a turkey and catch it. Even <laughs> back then, there were a lot of poultry farms out there. Maybe that was there was yeah. a lot of turkeys and ducks out in Long Island. So anyway, we won a class and we ran around and catch this this uh, turkey. So now we're taking the turkey home, and uh, and I guess I I must have towed the, the car out with that Cadillac. Yeah, uh, and I. I Tied a leash to the one of the bows and to the turkey. Yeah, yeah. And so the leash was still hanging up in the so, car. Yeah. So when the the turkey was Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, one of the girls uh, saw that and got really nervous. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, I gotta, oh yeah. What do you yeah. have a leash in here for? Yeah, exactly. Especially with the top up on the car, because <laughs> even, even back then a '55 Cadillac. You couldn't see too well inside with the top up, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. But anyway, uh, all worked out well. And So uh, what, you pick up Joan? Yeah, actually, that's how I met my wife, yeah. Yeah, you mm -hmm. picked up Joan. Mm -hmm. And so you picked her up and drove the girls home, or what did you do? Yeah, I, I don't remember. We, I guess we must have drove them home, or I don't remember exactly. We won't tell Joan that you don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I won't tell Joan I don't remember. Yeah. And then, so then you went on your first date afterwards, huh? Yeah, then after that, I, I dated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and where'd you go on your first date? Don't remember that either. All right, <laughs> probably, sure. probably probably to the drag strip. No well, one knew. We used to go to this place at Mitchell's, uh, and that was like a drive-in uh, in Brooklyn. And drive-in restaurant or drive-in yeah, movie theater. Drive-in restaurant. So it had uh, you know hot dogs. And, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, stuff like that, and uh, the, American the, graffiti style. Uh, yeah, the girls would come out on and roller take, skates. I don't remember if they were, but they would come out, right, take your order, and hang it on a window. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we used to go there often because that's where everybody used to go to look the for street, a race. Street race, street right, race, right, right. Yeah, yeah cruise around. Yeah, you know, so we probably look for girls and look for a street race. All in one fell swoop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that uh, that's probably what we did for, for yeah, most yeah. of the time. And uh, and another story, a funny story. Uh, so my, my, my 55 Chevy was well known in the neighborhood and uh, and we were well known for street racing by the police, right? What was that Fountain Avenue they used to race a lot on, right in oh, Brooklyn? We used to go up in the Guanas Highway and okay. Hill Parkway. Okay. Uh, so uh, we, uh, we were street racing and 
my 55 Chevy and we, we, we didn't get caught actually <laughs> racing, but the police knew the car. So anyway, they pulled me over and stopped me one time. Afterwards? Afterwards, yeah. So uh, Joan was with me. I don't. We weren't married then. You so, were dating, yeah. yeah. So uh, the, the police officer says, uh, you got a taillight out. So I look at his car. He says, you got a taillight out. Too. Oh, brother. So they broke every light in my car. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they drove away. I didn't get yeah, a ticket. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't get a ticket. <laughs> no, I didn't get a ticket. They took them. What, they take the Billy Club? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, years later, many years later, uh, this this police officer goes to Chip's garage, and uh, and, uh, and uh, talks to Chip about uh, about me. Yeah, yeah. So, but you're says, still kids. No, no. Now, now we got. Now we're actually in our own business. Okay, so it's many, many, many years yeah. later. So anyway, he says, "Hey, do you still see Bob Ida?" So Chip says, "Yeah." He says, well, "Do you remember when I broke every light in this oh, car?" <laughs> So it was funny that the chip told me that story that that, that he stopped in and yeah. he mentioned it. So that's, that's stuff that memory banks. You know, oh, that's the, you know, yeah. that, that was a it was a different time back then. Yeah, I mean, no one. Yeah, you, that would never happen today. That would never happen today. They'd have every whatever civil liberties union. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. And uh, but now, so now you dated Joan. How long did you date before you got married? Uh, I don't know few years i don't remember exactly was she into the car it's not really her yeah she used to you know we you know street racing back then wasn't that fast no no <laughs> yeah. you know not like it is today today everything's got you know 700 horsepower well, i know you know 700 don't even bother to come out if you got seven. <laughs> yeah right 700 today yeah right so uh, anyway uh it wasn't as dangerous as it is today and uh, i always would say Sometimes you can't tell if the guy's on the throttle or not. Right, right, right. <laughs> because they were yeah, yeah. much faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, she, we used to, that's what we used to do. We used to go out at, at night and pick her up, go to the, to go, the drive-in. Go to Mitchell's. Wind, Mitchell's, you wind up racing somebody. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, uh, once I built the Willys, uh, the Willys were so much faster than my street car. You right, know, right. there wasn't really a whole lot of thrill. Uh, yeah, the street, the street right. Right, you had to go to the track. And then, yeah. and so now then they start to open up Raceway Park here, right? Yeah, so we were running West Hampton and New York National Speedway on Long Island. And then they opened up Raceway Park. And then we, uh, I, when they opened the bridge, we came over. Okay. The Verrazano Bridge, we came over. And, uh, and I started to frequent this track, and that's when I decided to buy a. Now, were you married yet? Uh, yeah, I think I was. When I yeah, I was married when we were building Willie's. Okay. At some point, I might have started before that, but uh, it's, it's. Now, what did Joan? Now, what did Joan's parents think about? Not you as a man, well, but you as your. I preoccupation think, with going fast and yeah, drag racing and I don't think they were fans of that either oh they weren't <laughs> no. I know Joan's dad died when she was young right uh, yeah she uh, he passed in his 50s you know so it was a it was a shocker but so did he meet you before he died oh yeah okay yeah, yeah. so uh, he uh, he met me and he told her not to marry me okay <laughs> that seems to be like a typical father would that's say. A, that seems to be like a car guy thing yeah, Charlotte's yeah. parents said the same thing yeah yeah so anyway yeah, that's uh, you know we then from there uh, we uh, 
raise three kids. And, right, uh, and you have you have Rob, the son, your son, yeah, yeah, and Rob. then you have your two daughters. Yep. And uh, you have two daughters, and they so they so now let so let we're going to back up a little bit. So now you came, you were working in Brooklyn, still working on cars. You're married man. You got a wife to support, mm-hmm. and you uh, start to come to Raceway Park. Mm-hmm. So now you said to yourself. I got to be near that track, right? Mm-hmm. So now, how did you convince Joan to leave Brooklyn? Uh, because back then, when you came here, this was farm oh country. Yeah. This was, um, this was dirt remember. roads. What, what's, it's right. Actually, if you made a right-hand turn over Route 9 to head towards Raceway Park, it wasn't even paved. Yeah, it was a dirt road. Yeah. Yeah, so from, from the... So she, did, she went along with it, but uh, you know, to have a... A house and stuff like that was a major thing, you know. Like, what did what did we want? As, did you have an? Did you did you live in an apartment when you were married? Yes. Yeah. So, so what did we? Our dreams were to have a uh, our own home, our own family, and live to be an old age. Right. <laughs> you know, we didn't want, we didn't dream about becoming a millionaire by you know by right, thirty right. years old, right, or right, right, like right, they yeah. do today. I know, yeah, by yeah. 30, 20 years old, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that didn't, you know. So I would say we uh, we accomplished what we our dreams, yeah. uh, and uh, she never interfered with my my racing or what I wanted to do. She she would always say there was two things: when Christmas would come up, make sure you have enough money for Christmas, you yeah. know, for toys. Okay, yeah. and then uh, you know I would fix up cars, and, and when she's she was driving, and uh, I would sell those cars, you know. And this is in Jersey now. In Jersey, yeah. So uh, she would always say, uh, "Just make sure I have a car, and it has one wheel in each corner, <laughs> <laughs> and it starts, it stops." <laughs> so I would sell. Yeah, you know, I fix up the cars, and I would sell them, and fix her up another one, and yeah, until yeah. it got sold, and. You know, that's now was that a big culture shock for her to move from Brooklyn? Yeah, to here because it was tough for her because I mean, like this was very rural. Yeah, but she used to be able to you know, walk to the store. Walk, walk to the store. Yeah. I mean, you had no neighbors. You, you had no neighbors here. Yeah, it was dirt roads. Yeah, but the right she didn't like it much far, in the beginning. In the beginning. Yeah, but one thing is that I did work on the same property. Okay, so she wasn't alone. Right, so I was there. Although in the beginning I wasn't out, I was commuting uh, back and forth to, uh, to, to Brooklyn. Bro- wow, back yeah. then. Yeah, until I got things rolling out here. Yeah. I had some, you know, a race customers that I was able to bring those cars okay. out here and work on them. Okay. Yeah. So that's. So then after. So, but the idea that she, the, the idea that she had a home of her own, was well. That was yeah. A big, that a was big, part of the dream. You know, part of the dream to be yeah. fulfilled. Yeah. And you know, and back then. You know, in, in back years ago in, in, in Brooklyn, because if nobody has been there or seen pictures of it, it's, I mean, it's the urban, urban setting. I mean, I don't even think there's a 10 by 10 piece of grass any place anymore. Yeah, you're probably right. You know, I mean, it's, so these it's the concrete jungle, and it was a, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit, and this was metaphorically the real jungle, right? Not the concrete jungle, <laughs> you know? So, uh, so there was a big change for her. Always oh, a big change, yeah. Yeah, so now, who was born first? I can never remember who was born first to your children. Kim. Kim was born yeah. first. Mm-hmm. And Rob is the youngest, right? That's right. Yeah, so they were born, and everybody was born on the property here in New Jersey. Uh, my middle daughter and uh, Rob were born in New Jersey. Okay. Kim was actually born in, in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, mm-hmm. okay. 
in mm-hmm. Brooklyn. So, and then you came o- came over here, mm-hmm. and then you started Idle Automotive over here, right? Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, Idle Automotive was was uh, my 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 thing, yeah. and uh, I don't remember what my father called the gas station, but Idle Automotive was nothing at first, and then it. it it developed into something once I moved to New Jersey. So, new, so basically, the raceway coming to Raceway Park, coming to so, if you were to look back at the story of your life, then coming to New Jersey, the first time you went to Raceway Park and said to yourself, maybe you didn't say it to your wife, I gotta be here near this track. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I probably did say it to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, she never interfered with my racing. Yeah. And 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 you know, but she never interfered with your racing. But as an observer. I can honestly say is that you were a true man because you never put your family at risk. You always, even though she never interfered with your racing, but she knew that you always put her and your family first. That's correct. That, that it wasn't, she had told me that once many years ago and unbeknownst no, to you. I didn't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to you, she says that Bobby, because she calls you Bobby, mm-hmm. says Bobby n- never would sacrifice his family mm-hmm for the race car. Right. So even though it was a passion of yours, you had your priorities right. Mm-hmm. So she had told me it was very easy for her to support you in that because she knew that you would do the right she thing. She trusted me, yeah. She trusted your judgment mm-hmm. that you wouldn't say there was nothing to eat on the table today, but hey, look at this new carburetor, baby. <laughs> yeah. you know. No, I never did that. You know, so, so just like go, walking down the street that day, back in Brooklyn as a 10, 12 year old boy, seeing that hot rod, the first time you going to Raceway Park and saying, I gotta be here, mm-hmm. was another pivotal moment in the story of Bob Ida mm. and the family, you know what I'm saying? And the uh, uh, Richie and Vinnie Knapp, who ran the drag strip, uh, they were the original founders, uh, they became very good the friends, friends of mine, yeah. 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 Until to this day, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're kids, uh, you know, we see them, you know, we still support them. Uh, I, I know they had to close the drag racing part of it. Yeah, the drag strip is no longer there. Right, so but it's there, but not there. Yeah, they're doing everything else, but, but you know, they would have never survived the, uh, the covert situation. No, they would have killed them anyway, so they yeah. got out at a good time. Yeah, they, it was lucky that, that they had somebody to rent some of the property. Right. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Back in the early days, I'm sure. It was a very cheap insurance and a very oh, yeah. it was cheap a diff- taxes. It was a different world. Yeah. It was a different world. Yeah, now everything's so built around. I'm sure the taxes went up. Yeah, I mean, it was all farmland. I mean, uh, what's his name? Steve told me he used to cut hay off of there. Oh, that's right. Actually, uh, I remember uh, I had some, I had, I had horses and uh, and Richie Knapp had horses and they, they cut those fields of hay. So he called me up one day and he says, you want some hay? Yeah, so I, so, yeah, so I listened, and he mm-hmm. says, "Yeah, well, c- come on, uh, bring your flatbed over and right, right. We'll load, load it, up. it up." So I went over to a flatbed, and uh, Richie Jr. helped me, and he was just a teenager then yeah, yeah. to help me load that uh, all that yeah. hay up. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, it was just you know, it was different they, times. They, yeah, different times. Good people, still good people. Yeah, and uh, you know, things change. Yeah. The world changes, sadly, doesn't seem to change for the better, but that's a, that's another podcast. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're getting at. That's, that, that's another podcast. But, but you know, interestingly enough, and then there's another, there's another story I want to just touch on briefly, is that you ended up, I mean, you went through all of those cards. You, the cards, you're in Jersey, you're married, you're a husband, you're a father, right? And then you uh, 
build that the Healy, the Hemi Healy. Yeah. Right, and you put put a, a, now you you went you abandoned the four hundred nine and you went to what a three fifty four Chrysler. Yeah, actually, uh, we we the four hundred nine was great. It was a really great engine. The way we had it set up, you know, for with the supercharger and and the lighter pistons, and it would rev really good, and it never broke except until I bought race parts. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then it broke. The GM parts never broke. <laughs> the GM parts never broke. From Benson Brooklyn, Benson, yeah. Benson Chevrolet yeah. Brooklyn. Connecting rods, you know, were fine. Everything was fine, yeah. you know. And then we upgraded, went to aluminum Mickey Thompson rods, and yeah. they broke, you know. Yeah. So anyway, when it broke, uh, I had some friends of ours uh, that were running uh, double. A fuel dragster, and they said, "Oh, you're doing so well with that 409. You should, you should go to switch to a heavy. You'll do better." And I don't know that we did better. Right. It would just, yeah. just maybe you worked real hard to get to the same back the way you are. <laughs> yeah. I wish we would have continued. Vinny and I always said we should have continued with the 409. It was yeah. This is so your cousin more. Vinny. Yeah, cousin Vinny. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. that's uh, that's. Uh, Water under the bridge, I guess. So we we put the Hemi in the uh, in the Willys, and one thing we noticed about the Willys that I had 15-inch front wheels, and I put 14s. It went a little faster, picked up a little mile an hour. Put 13s on, picked up a little mile. Then Vinny and I looked at each other, and said, "You know, we need a smaller car." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. that's what that's we what did you. with the Healy. So we didn't even know if that would be accepted by uh, NHRA sure. at the time, but uh, they had been taking because uh, originally the rules said American car. But they had been taken foreign cars already. Like right, the body it was American drivetrain with a foreign body. Uh, yeah, maybe that was yeah, yeah. it. I don't know. But anyway, we built the car, and we said the worst that can happen is that we have to run a, a, a sports car class. Right, right. I forgot what it was called. And uh, anyway, uh, they accepted it in double B gas, and we continued on double B gas, and it was fun. Uh, yeah. And then I, I wrecked that car. You uh, wrecked it right here. Yeah, in, in English Town. Yeah. And so, it went to the junkyard. Yeah, so I had gone to uh, uh, to Eng we went to English Town before we went to Indy, okay. and it went really fast. <laughs> it was like five tenths under the under the record at the yeah. time. So uh, uh, we were preparing to go to Indy. And, and your cousin Vinny went with you. My cousin Vinny, because he's the crew chief yet. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's about probably twenty four now. <laughs> no, I don't think he was that old yet. <laughs> I'd have to go back and figure it yeah. out. But anyway, uh, we decided to uh, to make make everything ready. We got everything ready, and my grandmother had passed away. Okay. So we decided we weren't going to go. And one of my uncles said, "You you made you should really go. You made so many plans to go. You should really go." But we went like with not full heart, right? You know, and sure uh, yeah, with a heavy heart. Yeah. Whose mother was that? That was my mother's mother. Your mother's mother. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we went, and uh, we had we had no luck. We blew the transmission on the truck that we were towing it with. What year was this? Do you think around seventy? Uh, Sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. Yeah. 68, 69. Yeah. So anyway, we blew the transmission, and I remember we broke down. We stood at a hollow. Um, Holiday Inn. No, no, Holly, Howard Johnson. Howard Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Howard Johnson's back then. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we pulled the trans out of the truck and uh, on the way to Indy. Yeah, on the way to Indy. All right. So uh, there was a we we needed to get to a junkyard to get some parts. You yeah, know? yeah. And somehow one of the local guys he had a '57 Ford, and he he said to take me. And where was this? You know where you? I forgot what town. But it was in what state? I don't even know. Uh, I don't. know. 
Yeah. I don't know, maybe it was Ohio. Okay, so you weren't there yet. No. Uh, so anyway, he uh, he takes me in his 57 Ford to his local junkyards, but he, now he's decided he has to impress me because what of the was race it a lane? Uh, of the full size one. Yeah, yeah, they call fair lane by then, year 57. So yeah. he's going like 90 miles an hour down these back roads. I said, I'm going to die before yeah, I Yeah, 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 before you get this. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, we did get the parts and uh, we took the trans apart, put it all back together. What, we what, had a grease slick down right. there parking lot. Yeah, what what broke the trans? I don't remember the cluster gear or okay. something, you know. Oh, so you took the whole, you had to pull the whole yeah. unit apart. Oh, everything came apart. It was, yeah. uh, so, uh, and, and it was popping out of gear before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Cousin yeah. Vinny was holding it in and it would pop out and all. Oh, so up. you'd be driving, he'd yeah. be holding the shifter yeah, in gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what a nightmare. So then we get out there. Was it a car carrier type of truck? Actually, uh, it what? was a soda a truck that's a soda truck. You okay, seen? soda truck, yeah. Yeah, so it was easy to convert into a car carrier. Oh, so the car was, uh, the, the Healy was on the back of the truck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. car hauler. Car, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, not enclosed. Right, no, 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 but, yeah, but they're very common back then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was the thing to do. Uh, like a ramp, a ramp yeah, truck, they yeah, called them. Yeah. yeah, that was the thing to do. Yeah. So anyway, we get out there, and then the starter craps out on the uh, on the push push truck. So we had to push start the truck to get it. <laughs> so everything was just Everything against was against us. you. Yeah. Your grandma passed away. Yeah. So we didn't have a really good... Uh, showing there yeah uh, I think I read letter the first round but it's probably it was a total lack of sleep and yeah stuff just like that. everything yeah. yeah it just wasn't working out yeah so uh, but anyway and uh, that was some adventure back then because the road networks still weren't like they are today you know the, yeah that's right I mean a lot of secondary roads you had to take yeah. it wasn't the rest area and everything and yeah you know it was a journey it was a journey yeah 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 it was a journey wow and he was Vinny was right alongside there with you oh yeah yeah yeah. 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 It was funny that when we were doing the, the, the restorations on the cars, uh, he would remember so much more than I would remember. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, details. Yeah. And uh, in fact, we, when we did the Willys, I think we painted the wrong, wrong shade. Uh, and he said, that's not the right shade. Yeah. yeah, yeah eventually yeah, yeah. we had to do it over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that it was something else, too. Uh, yeah. Well, let me think what it was was something he was not happy with but he had so much so much a better memory than I because he was a young kid but he was a young kid and also you were involved with the dynamics of making it happen and as an observer Mm. that you could focus more on what's happening versus trying to make it happen you know what I'm saying yeah trying to make it happen so because of the age difference and so you you oh I know what it was Uh, it was the seats okay so I had seats that kind of looked like like what was it? He said they're not the right seats. This is in the Healy. No, this is in the Willys. The Willys, okay. So they're not the right seats. But we had we had Corvette seats. Okay. So anyway, uh, then you know he passed away, and then a, one of our customers comes in with a, like a '67 Corvette, which was the right seats. Yeah. And uh, he says, I want to put these late model seats in. I said, What are you doing with the old seats? Yeah, yeah. He says, I'm going to sell them. So I bought them off. Okay, right? and this is this is in a re- just recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and basically, so Vinny got his own way. He got to make sure. No, he got the seats right in all those years. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, I remember uh, when he passed away. But I think wasn't he snow blowing or something? Yeah, it was snowing, and he had the snow blower uh, going, and he passed away. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. It was a great. It was a great tragedy. He's another, yeah. an, an, another, uh, another salt of the earth guy that that uh, 
both Chip and 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 your cousin Vinny, uh, even though I was not part of your group or part, I was little, wasn't even whatever, a little kid. I mean, the age difference and not the growing up together, but they they brought me into their fold and and I you know I mean like you did and they and brought me into their fold and I thought you know the world of the world of both of them and yeah, uh, and to, uh, and they really uh, they really were just like I say uh, you know wonderful 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 people who who were just just salt of the earth there's nothing more you could say there's nothing more you could say and, and balanced you know so many times people say are unbalanced they could be really good you know, engine guys are really good builders, but but then their their personal life is all screwed up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, they weren't. They weren't no, that were they? They were not like that. No, they were had they had balance, and mm-hmm. and you lost them at the at a relatively young age. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Lost them at a young age, but uh, but there were so many other antics that moved forward after that. I know that you you built a. Tr- and I, I have to say that I was not. I was partially a little bit, a little bit of a tiny. I don't want to say a tooth on a big gear. I don't even know. Maybe the grease on a tooth or something on a big gear, of you going land speed racing, right? With the with the truck that you built for Ford Motor Company, yeah. which you called the frightening. Yeah. And you went. To, I I remember telling you specifically because I was such a fan of going to Bonneville that I said, Bobby, you got to go to Bonneville. Got to. But I didn't mean to race. I mean to spectate. <laughs> and then you decided. I remember. I remember when you called me up and told me you going. Boniface, oh good, you're gonna go with Joan, you're gonna go, I'll tell you where to go, say, no, no, we're going to race. <laughs> and then you bought the truck, which was a twin turbo, what, yeah, 5.4 originally? Yeah, we we did that truck for uh, SEMA. For Ford. Project. Yeah, so Rob, you know, I had to build it at, yeah. and I uh, I had to the, uh, the performance part of it. Right. So originally it was on two magazine covers, and it was yeah, making it was like 700 horsepower then. So At the tire. Uh, yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, all you need to do is start and drive it to the, to the SEMA. Yeah, that's right. That's right yeah. yeah, the the seven hundred horsepower was just for to give it wow appeal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, it, it was in here, and then uh, we were doing some uh, dyno tuning on a, another Bonneville car, yeah. and uh, and he said the same thing you did. So you really got to go. Uh, uh, wasn't it the Challenger or something? Wasn't it? Wasn't it a Challenger or something that you were doing for somebody when? Uh, no, was it, was, it was a Bonneville car. Oh, it was a Bonneville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was a 32 Ford. Right, 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 right. The little coupe, yeah. 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 So anyway. Um, Roadster, Roadster. Roadster, right. Yeah. At the V6 Chevy in it, I think, right? And, yes, that's right. Oddfire. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I remember the Frightening was here. and uh, The Frightening, so everybody knows, it was a takeoff on the, the <laughs> Ford Lightning back then, the original, not the one today that they're coming out, which is electric. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, so yeah, so uh, so what what Bobby basically did was that they had a, they had a program, but there was a program with Ford where you would build a car for the SEMA show, and you would put together a uh, an artist rendering, or like an architectural rendering, and and you would envision how you would build this vehicle. It could be a car, it could be a truck, and uh, it was through Ford Motor Company, so obviously it had to be one of their products. And then you would you would uh, you would apply to Ford to get that vehicle, and it was what they called the dollar car program. So if they so if they approved your drawing, then you would be able to order any type of obviously to fit that drawing. But they didn't say, oh, you can't get this, I can't get that. And you'd order the vehicle, and they would have it built, and you would go out to Michigan, and you would have your know, representative from Ford would meet you there. And what they would do, 
<coughs> excuse me, what they would do is that you would give them a dollar and they would transfer the car to you, the vehicle to you, and then you had an obligation to build it as the as the drawing said as as, as the drawing as as the as the uh, <coughs> excuse me. As the draw as the rendering and you had to bring it out to SEMA and you had to show it, then you had an obligation you had, you had an obligation for so for so many or I think for a year, right? It was a year or so you had to show the vehicle two years? I think it was a, a, a year. year. To yeah. the next SEMA show. Yeah. And then but it was yours, it was titled you did Yeah, it was ours. So so what Bob did is that he further modified it to make it into a Bonneville sulfates. Yes. And then you excuse me went out there and how fast did it go actually uh, we went out in 2007 and uh, uh, you know because we're east coast we don't want to really make the, the car really heavy the west coast guys do you get better traction on the salt right and on the east coast we got some one mile courses that Concrete, are paved, paved yeah, right. yeah so we were reluctant to make it right, very heavy uh, so we went out there. We went, we went like 180 something uh, because it was losing traction. Right. Early, early and then you went back the next year. Then it went back the next year. Still didn't add the weight to it, but I made a belly pan okay. with a little uh, diffuser in the back and uh, put a little little wing on the back. Yeah, yeah. And we were able to run uh, over 200. Yeah, over 200. But it did lose traction. It probably had enough power to go 230. Wow. Yeah. That's F 150. Yeah, I mean full frontal area F one fifty. So it's yeah, a, it was like that's what it was. It was like the air pressure was holding the front back. Till yeah, the traction broke. Right, in right. The back. Yeah. So I had data acquisition on it, and I could see that every time I tried to give it more power, right, it would yeah, spike up. Right, yeah, spike up. You had yeah, spin the wheels. Yeah, spin the wheels, and I had a rear view mirror in the truck yeah. too, so I could see, see the, the rooster, rooster tail. tail. So yeah, yeah, and, and, and I think the salt was real wet that year too. It was, right, it was wet. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. we had a little bit of negative uh, yeah. Yeah. traction area. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then ultimately you also ended up which, which is a story unto itself. But we don't have time to go into it. But eventually, you know, you applied to get a Ford GT. Yeah, and that's not a GT Mustang. That's the GT supercar. All right, and you had to apply to Ford Motor Company to get that, and because they didn't want to give them. Or sell them. They weren't giving those away for a dollar. <laughs> sell yep. them to, to anyone because their whole idea is they didn't want collectors to buy it and just put it in a garage someplace. They wanted the vehicle to get out so the public could see it. And then you applied for the GT and you were accepted by Ford. And I think you waited two years to get it, right? Yeah, it was, it was two years or about two and a half years. Uh, so uh, one of the things that my father told me, he said, like, don't get the first year to make anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you weren't going to get it anyway because it took two years. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it was it was uh, was good. Uh, we were uh, allocated the car in 2016, and I know exactly where I was at the time. So we had I had gotten a um, new vet, a, new, a Z06 Corvette, and uh, and you could go out to Pahrump. Pahrump, uh, Nevada, by by Frank Jean's place. Yeah. And you go That's to school right. out there. Yeah, and you could drive uh, a car just like yours, right. not yours, but just like yours uh, on the road course and, uh, with instruction. Yeah. So I thought that was a pretty good idea. And we had to go out there anyway because we were bringing a customer's car out to Pebble Beach. So on the way back, 
We yeah. stopped and you know worked out, just worked We're out working. fine. So anyway, uh, I remember intermission, uh, well lunchtime. Uh, so we were having lunch and uh, now you were General Motors for all intents and purposes, a General yeah, Motors event. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, I'm reading my text, uh, my uh, my cell phone, and I see a text that we got accepted. Yeah. So I poke my friend and I says, well, "We're getting a GT, but you." Keep it quiet. Yeah, yeah, because I want you to throw you out of here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that that was it. I mean, yeah. We had to fill when we filled out the application. We had put in uh, the what we accomplished with the F one hundred and fifty. You know, whole right, right. land speed records and stuff like that. So I think that's what got us. Yeah, the car. yeah. Mm. And you were so well known. You, I know you and Rob, and especially Rob, built a number of cars. Yeah, we did. After that, you know, for Ford. And you, you know, right. they, they knew you, and you were working in a lot of the 0506 GTs. Yeah, we had a, about 30 of those customers. Customers so and modifying them and servicing them. So, you, you, your name was known within the halls of Dearborn by the key people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess because the when the 0506 GTs came out and they were in the Northeast, there wasn't hardly anybody knew anything about it. Right. And they had some issues. That they said, said well, "Can we take a look at?" It? We said, yeah. And I remember at that time we had a fax machine. So uh, I had called up and I was looking for some specs or something. And uh, stuff was coming out of the fax machine as fast as I could yeah, talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was great. Uh, so we had a good relationship. We did a lot of, a lot of vehicles with them. Now, those cars, 0506, needed some help. They were, right. they were great cars, don't right. get me wrong. But they needed some help to get around the track. You know, they really like weren't that. built as a tracker. They were built, yeah. they were built yeah, as, exactly. a, as a, a replica cruiser. Yeah, that's probably it. But it was a very durable car, yeah. really good car. And uh, so anyway, I was so impressed with those when we got the opportunity. Uh, Possibly to, get the new one. The new one, you know, I said, I trust Ford. And yeah. One thing I got to really say about them uh, is that they really spent a lot of time on the calibration. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you could shut it off and kill yourself if you like. Right. But if you want to use their calibration, I mean, I, I can't find anything wrong with no, it. No, yeah. So you could be at a dead stop and mash the throttle. Yeah, it won't, it won't. It'll turn the wheels about once. And yeah, then it'll and then progressively that, yeah. put, put the, the power, power, power in. Yeah, pour the power in so Just gradually the smooth. Yeah. yeah, you don't even think you're going yeah, fast, but you're, you're going faster than, yeah, yeah, than faster, the other car. Yeah, I remember yeah, a couple of times you and I were out, and, and I was blessed because you invited me here for the delivery process because what the audience may not know when you bought this latest generation of Ford GT that they would have uh, reliable car carriers which in the United States is a very uh, well-known company that delivers cars throughout the United States they have a contract with them and they would deliver they would deliver the car right to you and a representative from Ford Motor Company would come and spend the whole day with you and go over the car and I was blessed by you to be able to come here for that, for that uh, it was almost uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. I, and I think it was May 9th or something, wasn't it? Yes, May 9th, two thousand nineteen. And, and you had a, a Ford truck. I had a limited, uh, a four hundred fifty horsepower limited press vehicle. Yeah, press vehicle. Yeah, yeah. And, and you and I, we went to pick up some bagels. Yeah, bagels. The people uh, right, come right. Later, so yeah, you yeah. wanted to give us some bagels and coffee. So uh, on the way back, we spotted the truck. Yeah, you I said, I said, that's I think it. that's it. I remember we both yeah. jumped out. Yeah. You were driving the truck, because I said he was driving the F one fifty, the press car. Because I remember I even said to Ford, I said, "Geez, I can keep this another week or two. My buddy's getting the GT. We'd like to go down there." So he said, "Oh yeah, they were cool with that." 
and then you were driving it. I remember we pulled up in front of the guy. He was sitting in the in the car carrier, right? And uh, we both jumped out. We looked like we, well, both of us looked like we, like maybe we need somebody to give us fifty cents for a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a seven hundred thousand dollar car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Driving a hundred thousand dollar pickup yeah. truck. <laughs> and the guy's like, I remember you jumped out. So you got my GT in there? <laughs> Actually, I. I think I said something. I said uh, you you got a bunch of GTs. Yeah, I know. I, I know what I. So we're at uh, uh, 600 Texas Road. So I said, "Is your next stop 600 Texas okay, Road?" Yeah, he yeah, said, "Yeah." I said, "I think you got my car there." He says, "Yeah, which one's yours?" I said, "The white one." So because uh, you want to see it because yeah, they weren't yeah. supposed to do right. Yeah. So he opened the side door. Yeah, it was right by the And then side the representative door. Steve, who was real Steve, cool, came. Yes, Steve Coates, Ford. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, from Ford. Yeah, they uh, they fly a representative in, so he comes over, and he was real cool because I think from what you told me or what somebody told me, Steve, that the truck driver is not supposed to show you the car. You know what I'm saying? I, that I would believe would be true until the it, Ford representative looked it over, make yeah. sure it wasn't damaged. Right. I mean, this is the you know uh, they kind of bent the rules. This, right, right. This is almost a seven-figure car, <laughs> so it's not something where. And uh, but the, it was a great, great, great experience. You had about forty people here. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of great pictures of it. I have Joan looking at the car. You know, mm -hmm. Joan looking at the car, and then your cousin looking at the car. So, uh, and uh, was Vinny still still with no. us? He was already gone. Yeah, yeah he was already gone. Yeah, it's a shame that he never saw it. But Bobby, there's so much, there's so much here, and I could go on and I could share your stories with my audience forever. But the practical aspect of it is that I can't. But I want to thank you so much for connecting and taking the time out of your day to come on the podcast with me and share a very, very small part of the story of your life and how you know it's funny, and I always say this so many times, is that. You know, and it, you know, life is such a journey. It's really not the destination; it's the journey that counts. And how, who would have thought that that person that you really didn't know, older than you, bought that car from California? So he he doesn't know that he was the catalyst. He was the impetus mm. for you to to become who you are today. And then ultimately, the second generation with your son. Because really, if you look at it, if you if you go backwards, it's very easy to to, to, to believe to, yeah. to, to say, well, if that guy didn't buy that car, you didn't walk down the street, you didn't see it, it didn't resonate with you, you know. If you didn't lose your license and have to buy the Cadillac, <laughs> yeah, what about right, my wife? You went to met Joan, yeah. right? Yeah. She went went to yeah. met Joan, all right. And the thing is that if you didn't go to Raceway Park, you went to come here to New Jersey, That's and true. then and now, you know everything that you've accomplished and then now taking and many years ago passing the baton to your son who is an excellent uh, metal shaper oh he's wonderful yeah, I mean, he's a, he is he, uh, and I, and he didn't he learned how to do that himself but he he did uh when he got home from school he did come into the shop every day right. and uh, early age he built yeah. that that willie's pickup and i yeah. remember i said Welding, I said, why don't you let me weld the front end in? He said, no, no, I'm doing it. Right, right. Well, that was that was what he got from you. Got uh, from, from I guess watching whatever. Well, watching it, that was the that was the DNA. Yeah, and but for, that uh, metal shaping. No, yeah. he's a, he's an artist. Yeah, he's and a, and he's got a keen eye. He could he could look at a color, and I guess that's because we we used to mix our own colors back right. then, and uh, he could look at a color and tell you what colors are in the color yeah. that made the color. You know, so yeah. he's got a keen eye and. Uh, 
these uh, uh, great craftsmanship. No, one, one, wonderful. Like metal shaping and welding, yeah. dig welding and yeah. stuff. And, like and, that. and, and you know, and he credits that if to the audience, if you have the inclination one day, go back into my podcast, the On The Road series, and the podcast number one that I did a year and a half ago was with Rob, with Bob's son, and that's why I was always so anxious to get, it really should have done this story first, but it kind of worked well having that because because Rob you know, spoke about all of the memories that he had with you as his father, showing him how to do things, exposing him to things, and it really, you know, and sadly, in so many ways, and uh, I'm the forever optimist, right? I'm always an optimist, but you know, what spawned you back in Brooklyn, and I don't care whether it's Brooklyn or small town Iowa, it's the same thing, you know, it's the same thing, it doesn't have to be Brooklyn. What spawned you is the desire and the passion to want to, hey, we didn't know how to do it, you didn't know how to do it, That's but right. that was never an obstacle. <laughs> no, we, just, was, we just figured, figured, figured we were going to learn how to do it. We were going to learn how to do it. Well, if somebody built it, somebody made it, we could yeah. figure out how to do it. And, yeah. You know, and using the uh, using the you know the stick welder as a plasma cutter, <laughs> and the tie and the and the tie and the tie machine for a transmission tool, yeah, yeah. right? And uh, and all the other things and taking stuff apart and looking at it, you know, that is something that if I could share with the audience and so inspirational. And if you have exposure to a young person and you have some knowledge and they show interest. They, they have to show interest. You yes. can't force feed it down no. their throat. No. Have to show interest. Please, please, please take them. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> take them under your wing because they may be the person that finds the cure to cancer 30 years from now. Yeah, that's, that's true. I remember uh, this... Uh, somewhere along the line, I read something where I had inspired uh, some young people to stop by my garage and see what we were doing, and that became the inspiration for them to have a drag car or whatever. Right, and that's and, and I didn't learn that until years and years later when I don't know, maybe they mentioned it on Facebook or whatever or somewhere. But I said, "Oh wow, that's that's pretty cool." You know, uh, people. Uh, People uh, think think that we knew we were making history at the time. No, we had no idea. I mean, no yeah. one who made history knew they were making history. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you were just happy you got through the day. Exactly. So I see the kids here. You know, uh, you know, working with Rob and all that. They don't realize they're making history. They yeah. just don't know it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, history is the rearview mirror. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things, and one of the some of the young kids that come in, uh, they actually listen <laughs> to what little I have to offer to, to share. Because now you have Google and all the other stuff, so they can find yeah. answers out a lot faster than we did. I know. But Back then, we used to call up our, our friend, "Hey, did you ever see this happen? Or I'm going to do this. You got to, you know." And and you would just. Uh, have a little conversation about it and you knew a little bit more right. about it than you did before. Right, right. Yeah, and now you can go and Google it and get yeah. the answers. But also, but you know, those struggles that it's just like, and as we get ready to close, there's a difference between looking at a road atlas and figuring how to get to someplace and doing an internet search and have them type out directions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or have a, yeah. or have a, a, whatever they call GPS, turn left here, turn. Yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't know where you're going. You're totally disconnected from it. You're, that, yeah, turn, right, you're yeah. like a robot, turn yeah, left yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. 
Whereas when you look at a road atlas, you say, wow, there's I'm a going, museum there. Wow. I'm, I, going, going, I want to go, I'm going through here. I'm going through, through here. I'm going through over here. And that's how it is. And that's how it was. I'm well convinced that you would still be the same person you are, but you would never have accomplished what you've accomplished in the Google YouTube world. Because you have to figure out how to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, that's true. And all the other things you have to figure out how not to, you know, how to take the bolt out and not bust it or tight. You know what I'm saying? There was all those, those, all those little finesse things mm -hmm. that, that cumulatively allowed you to do. And then you took that old school type of mentality and showed your son. And now he's taking that old school type of mentality and passing it on to these younger people. So I think that's, that's, that's wonderful. But Bob, I'd love to talk to you for the next two weeks, but the practicality is that we cannot. I'm going to put my hand down. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. You're a scholar and you're a gentleman and you're a wonderful person and you're a blessing to everyone who meets you. It doesn't have to be in the car world. I know personal stories of how you've helped many people. It has nothing to do with cars. It's just the, the things you've done and you have a wonderful family. And I feel that I, that I feel I know for a fact that my wife and I have been blessed by knowing the Ida family, you and Joan and Rob. And I know your daughters, but obviously not to the level of relationship that I have with you, with you and Rob. So I just ask you now, you have, you guys have a website, right? It's yeah, Rob, Rob take, takes care so, of that. So stuff. it's what uh, robidaconcepts.com. Yeah, yeah, and, and Ida Automotive. All right, so robidaconcepts.com and Ida Automotive. Check them out. Look up Dancing Bear. Mm -hmm. Look up Dancing Bear. If you go on the internet and look for the Hemi Healy, you'll see a picture of Bobby because he eventually didn't get into it, but he found, found that car, recreated it, and his cousin Vinny is there, is there with him. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It was featured in Hot Rod. It was featured in Hot Rod magazine, so you just do a, an internet search on that, and you could find that. And uh, just a wonderful, wonderful story of passion and, and not taking from life, but giving back. And that's really, in essence... Well, that's the stuff that Memory Bank is. You right. know? The dollars, they come and go. Who knows well, where they, they went? They evaporate. They evaporate. You don't know where they went. No. But the memories, you right. get to keep forever. They keep forever. And, yeah. and the influence... And share them. And the influence of the people, how you influence people. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't realize is that you could have something like a guy who's a hot rod or this and that. And, and yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful hobby. It's a wonderful thing. But it's foundational for, like I said... You could have some kid who's going to listen to a young person that's going to listen to this story of you, and then you know he's going to go out in his garage or in his farm shop or with the tractor or do something, do something, and then eventually they may go and take that as a, as as their foundation. And when I say find the cure to cancer or invent something, it has nothing to do with hot rodding, but it's the catalyst, and that's what it's all about. It's the passion. It's the passion. So listen, where will we be next time on the road? I don't know where I'll be next time on the road, but it's going to be someone who is just as passionate about either firing, firing, farming or firing orders as as Bob Ida is about engines and machining and making things happen. So I want to thank you so much, so much for listening, and you have a blessed day, and I'll catch you next time. <laughs>